Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll have, what um, do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. T- distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Have it. You, you no no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 142 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me in the Rack Shack, or maybe the Feather Shack, I don't know. Oh. Chuck Henlon, what's up, buddy? I like the Fan Shack. Okay, okay. We can get some fans in here? What do you think? Turkey fans, Turkey fans. (laughs) Ceiling fans. All kinds of fans. All kinds of fans. Fans of the show. (laughs) Fans of the show. I like it. (laughs) <laughs> I like it. Oh man, what's what, up, buddy? Oh man, a lot, a, a lot, lot is up. A lot less is up now, but <laughs> a lot has happened. There's still a lot left. In a week, a lot has happened. <laughs> a, a lot. Uh, I like it a lot. A lot, 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 lot. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, been through a pretty brutal week, mentally, physically, emotionally. Emotionally, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a fun one. It sounded like it, man. It sounded like it. Worn down, man. I had the last two days just to kind of decompress, and I needed them, honestly. Really? Yeah. Like, I got to work tomorrow, and I'm like, ugh. I was going to work the last two days just to save vacation. You should days. have, just to save vacation time, man. I could not physically get out of bed. Are you it. for real, Skeet? <laughs> I'll explain why. <laughs> okay. You can just tell my voice and everything and just... You just run down. It's not there, man. Yeah, that's all right. I'm feeling better today, though. That's good. That's yeah. real good. Yeah. Did you see our lovely weekend weather? <sighs> Unfortunately, man, of it's course. It's going to be beautiful. As this one airs, it's going to be raining. And yeah. Saturday's the opener in Pennsylvania. It's going to be raining. Sunday is going to be raining. Yeah. Can't do anything out there. Yeah, Actually, I might go to West Virginia Sunday. So It's going to be gully water, dude. I looked at it. I, I was like, Ooh. that might change. I hope. 
I think Sunday might be that day it finally clears out. That would be nice. I Honestly, I haven't really looked. I just looked at... I just looked a little bit ago. I wasn't disappointed with what I saw. <laughs> yeah. I looked tonight. It's supposed to start about 5 a.m. and go all day tomorrow, yep. which is Friday. And uh, Saturday, potentially, we could find some breaks in the storm. Yeah. So I think well, I'm going to put a blind up and just go sit in the field somewhere with Joe or Boo or somebody. I like it. And Joe hit me up and was like, hey, we going out first day? And I was like, well, well shit. I mean, it's the first I'm hearing about it. If but you're that excited about it, I guess so. He just had a baby. I'm like, I don't know, I guess. You dude. loud? <laughs> right. You know, you're yeah. asking me. I, I think that should be the other way around. And, you know, Boer wants to get out and get after a bird after watching me do what we did out in, you know, a couple different states and whatnot. And yeah, man. He's excited to get after it. But Good. Good on him. I don't even have a place to go right now, so. I have an idea. That's about it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go drive around tomorrow evening and do a little bit of looking, maybe try and roost one somewhere. But I am living on a hope and a prayer right now because I have not been seeing the birds like yeah. I'm supposed to. Well, I will say I got word that some northern properties that we hunt are full of birds this year. Yeah, which is that, that's exciting. Really exciting. That's so definitely exciting. That's the report back from some folk. You know what I saw yesterday? Absolutely bananas in the middle of Newcastle in our parking lot at work. A llama. That would have been pretty cool, too. Yeah. A pheasant. A pheasant. In the parking lot. Couldn't even tell you how many pheasants I've seen over the last It was the, the middle week. of downtown <laughs> Newcastle, man. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. I don't know. Pheasants are Big just... old rooster just running through the parking yeah? lot. Yeah? Yeah. It was awesome. Damn, dude. Should have blasted him. Dude came in with mm-hmm. like, you got to come out and see this because nobody's going to believe me. <laughs> there's a pheasant running through yeah it was wild the parking lot wild that's so cool i don't know where he come from but who knows man who knows Just rummaging through trash yeah <laughs> oh my well i want to get into your story but why don't we take care of the people that take care of us real quick we sure have to man we got to start with scree i'm wearing my scree shirt actually underneath this by the way a little white scree shirt oh yeah yep. i wore that yesterday yeah i love this shirt i'm a fan and, uh, too but dude scree like they kept me alive. They kept me going on this trip. Tell you what, I I came out with the core, base layers, puffy jacket, heavy pants, hard scrabble, and I was golden. You know what I haven't been doing lately? And I'm shame on me. I haven't been wearing my vest much lately. Ooh, I wore the vest. I love the vest. I love it so much, man. I don't know what's getting into me. Just I wore my Wasatch, and then I wore that that grid light, and I wore my vest over top of it just because mm-hmm. I love that vest. It keeps everything nice yeah. and. Nice and tight. I like throwing the grid light on at the very top, over top of the puffy, because it's like a stretchy vest mm-hmm. or stretchy jacket. And it's the only thing that's really comfortable over top of the puffy. And then it protects the mm-hmm. bit as well. So Definitely. Like that protection layer against anything kind of rough that you might run into. But that was kind of my, my get up, man. I I mean, I was so, com- so comfortable. I'm a fan. Didn't get cold. And I'll tell you, this trip was brutal, brutal, brutal. And... Scree just holds up to the elements, man. I love it. They they just, I can't say enough good words. Definitely, man. They got some good turkey bundles and stuff on sale right now. They got a bunch of stuff on sale. They got a huge giveaway right now as well. I want to say, and, and I might be wrong, but I think if you buy a turkey bundle, you get a free pot call. They've been running that for a while, so yeah. I'm, I'm guessing yeah. it has so That's kind of cool, too, but yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. VIP archery, man. I was just checking out my rig today. The old, uh, the one you hooked me up with. It's so cool, man. I put, I put the broadhead on the end. Oh. How about Joe Seaburn, the winner of our uh, giveaway? 
he had the uh, gobbler guillotine X on the other day. He was at the house last night shooting and was shooting the practice tip and it was just freaking spot on money. So I was like, Hey, why don't you turn that thing on? And I got this old phone apart foam target. So like my dad dumped a, a, like a bundle of wood chips right in front of our target. I think he's going to like level them out. So it doesn't get so muddy right there. Yeah. Well, I was like, I'm going to put this in front of the wood chips. Cause you're probably going to blow through it. Dude, he shot that. It freaking blew through the target right into the wood chip pile. Like just, but it was spot on. <laughs> That's awesome. He's like, dude, that is dead on. That is so cool. Absolutely dead on. So that thing is nasty. And I'm like, why didn't you turn your bow down or anything? He's still shooting full poundage. I'm not bigger. turning mine down either. I'm really? Just, I'm shooting 70 pounds, dude. I'm, nah, gonna, I'm not I'm not even why? joking. You're going to have to hold back for a I while. I have to possibly. do a switch weight mod and everything. I'm not doing it. I'd I have least, one. I'd at least crank mine all the way down to 60 pounds. You got to do a switch weight mod, homie. Why? Because that's how it works with the new bows. No, you can still you can still turn it down. No, you can't. That's how you change the draw, the weight, everything. Let off everything to switch weight mods. Uh, I'm sure positive. I'm super I positive. Thought the bows, I know the switch weight mods is how you change between <coughs> each interval. So if you want like a 65 max or 70 max, that's your mod. But there's still a 10-pound variation i talked to a guy about this are you because, sure am i being dumb right now yeah i'm 100 percent positive okay well maybe i'm being dumb. <laughs> like even with your mods you still have a 10 10 pound weight differential which you can crank up and down i'm still not cranking mine down you don't have to. i'm leaving what, it up do you I'm know not what yours is absolutely it. set on yeah so you have a 70 pound mod and yours is cranked all the way yeah okay so then you're like it, probably 71 70 maybe pounds. 71 72 yeah because when you crank them you get a little extra yeah but yeah you can turn yours down to 60 if you really wanted to that kind of scares me when you're loosening those bolts <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna do that <laughs> yeah you know, it's like uh can i possibly loosen this all the way out and then my bow blows my up? bow blows up i'm not i'm not a bow tech i'm not yeah. i'm gonna leave that alone see i didn't even know because i'm just like using switchway mods and stuff yeah you, the, the key is whenever you're doing those it's maxed too, out yeah so whenever you want to do that if, if for someone else out there if you want to turn your bow down or whatever the key is to make sure that you turn your top and bottom the same exact oh, yeah. same amount, definitely. Because right? I I have found other people for whatever reason they didn't know that, and, and I'm looking at their bow and like the tops like way turned down and the bottoms like cranked, and I'm like, oh, this is not right. That's like a disaster waiting mm-hmm. to happen. Yeah, it throws your tuning oh, and everything, your timing off of yeah. your limbs. So you got to make sure that you keep those in one spot when you turn them. Make sure you do you know half a turn or three full turns or whatever it is. Yeah, you know, both the top and bottom. So. That's <laughs> that was way down a rabbit hole, but yeah, that was um, down a rabbit hole. <laughs> it all leads back to the uh, the broadheads there and what you're gonna do. And I, I haven't turned my bow down either, but mine's only set like 63, 64 pounds, so yeah. I'll probably keep mine mine the same as well. I might might turn it one more just because I haven't that. shot all year and I'm not you know I'm not in shape for it. Yeah, my muscles aren't built up yet, but I have to shoot still. I need to shoot too. Bad, bad. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing I don't have to do, and that is break in my NF custom calls because those <laughs> things are running so weak. They are money, though, dude. They really are. They're but so good. Let me just tell a funny story from the trip. It's all going to relate, but I, I'm going to I'm gonna jump forward on this story because it's ANF related. <laughs> I knew I was going to do this. The night before, I had my calls in my big camouflage bag, and I'm exhausted. I'm like, oh, I should probably go through that in my vest. And I was like, no, I'll, I'll grab it in the morning. It's all my clothes. I forget my calls. Yeah. Knew it. We're about a half a mile back in, three-quarter mile back in. 
we're in a danger zone where we think the birds are going to be. I look at Boo and I'm like, dude, I forgot my calls. What do you usually run? I said, I, I only run my ghost cut. All right, hold on. He pulls out his little tin. He's like, I got two calls. They're going to be for backup. So I got a ghost cut and a combo cut. And they're both ANF. I just gave him that. I was like, well, how broken in is it? He's like, I've used it one time. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. I was like, all right, give it to me. <laughs> I took his combo cut and I ran it that day. So I ran Boer's mouth call that was in his mouth once. Yeah, unfortunately. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it worked in the end. However, I'll tell you what, he must have something going on. He's 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 conditioning his calls in a, in a uh, mint chew can or something. That thing tasted delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It, it was minty goodness. Minty goodness. But, yeah, I, I never done that before. It kind of leads me back to the – the Tipton Creek. Did I ever tell you the story, Tipton Creek, about the uh, the Amish guy at the Great American Outdoor Show? I don't believe so, sir. <laughs> For, also, not ANF related, but related to the story. And and first off, let me just say, ANF calls phenomenal. They're best out there. I I don't care what anybody says. I love them. I've killed so many freaking birds on them, and they just sound so damn good. So, Kyle Allen, thank you. You just killed a bird as well in Ohio. Congratulations, sir. Um, that is awesome, man. Congratulations. And F custom. Really cultures. nice bird too. Yeah, it's great. Great. But they are just dropping birds left and right, man. But <laughs> Tipton Creek, they're out at the great American outdoor show and they're selling their calls. <laughs> and apparently the guys at the booth running the call out of his mouth and stuff. And an Amish guy comes up and goes, Hey, uh, what are you running there? And he shows him, you know, it's whatever combo cut or whatever. He's like, Oh yeah. Mind if I take a look? Yeah, sure, man. Hands on the call, this dude literally grabs the call out of his hand that he was just running all day long, throws it in his mouth. The Amish guy oh. starts running the call. <laughs> That's yours now. <laughs> yeah, takes it out of the mouth, goes, that sounds pretty good, and goes to hand it back. Oh, God. Could you could you even imagine that? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, disgusting, but. Oh, that's gnarly, dude. Here I am using, using the call from. Someone else. <laughs> yeah. If if anything matters in this situation, it was like twelve degrees, and I don't know. I I don't I don't regret it. Like I said, I don't regret it. Not even a little bit. No. It worked, man. Yeah, it worked. That's beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh but, man, I can't even imagine. Ugh. That you gave me. The Amish or me? The Amish. <laughs> <laughs> he just, the dude's been running all day, just pops in his mouth. Oh, that man, that was gnarly. Sketch, yeah. Yeah. She's oh, so hard. Yeah. <sighs> Again, I, I didn't want to do what I did either, but at that time, desperation calls. You got to. You didn't have a pot call or anything on you. You didn't have anything. I did, but you know me. You know <laughs> I me. do. I, I don't knew. run pot calls that yeah, much. Yeah. That's all good. I, I got to have a mouth call in. And dude, the thing was sounding good. I, I kept it. It's mine now. So I got to replace it. But. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> but anyhow, what a trip, man. What, what a trip, man. A trip. We decided last year. Well, I think it was last year we were going to go to Montana. If you You've right. had this Western turkey bug mm-hmm. going on for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. We were going, we were going to Montana. I mean, we were set on going to Montana last year and then gas prices skyrocketed. It was over $4 a gallon, almost $5 a gallon. We're all looking at the trip and thinking, you know, I don't know, man. You know, there's four of us. It's going to be over freaking $1,000 just for gas. You know, what are we going to do? And it just didn't work out right. So coming into this spring, I was just like, I'm done with the 
someday or one day I'll do something. I'm doing it. I'm going. I don't care where. I started doing some research and I, I landed on South Dakota because I was looking for, uh, you know, a Miriam's hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Montana was, I don't know why we kind of knocked Montana off the list there, but South Dakota, just for whatever reason, I can't remember if we were, if it was, you know, Bonts and, and the Bayside Legion or if it was someone else we spoke to, but, you know, kind of saying, hey, you know, if you want the Merriams, everyone wants to go to Nebraska, try South Dakota because they're loaded with birds. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then I started looking at the Black Hills. And I'm like, well, Black Hills look pretty sweet, dude. That's kind of like what we were going to hunt in Montana. Same terrain, same Ponderosa Pines, same everything. It looks gorgeous. So I just said, screw it, I'm going. I'm done. I'm done, you know, whatever. One day I was just sitting there. It was shortly after, I think, or before even I said I was going to Florida. I was just like, screw it, I'm in. I'm going 100%. Who's coming? And the only person crazy enough that had the situation that worked out with vacation and not having a baby and not having kids and everything getting away, mostly like especially for you, is work-related, right? You oh, can't yeah. get that many days off. I can't off. get that many days off work. And I was just like, yeah, that's cool, man. Whatever we can do, let's go. And it was just me and Booer. And I'm like, well, <laughs> it works out, I guess, because neither of us have a truck with a back seat. So <laughs> let's just take, and he's like, well, we can take my truck. And I'm like, yeah, but then we got to kind of put up a tent and we got to screw with that. I said, if we bring my truck, we could probably just sleep out of the back of it. It's supposed to be, we're, we're looking at the weather now. We're about 10 days out and it's like, Dude, it's going to be squirrely cold, <laughs> like really cold. Highs in the 30s, lows in the teens. We're talking cold, cold. And, you know, we're probably somewhere between three to 4,000 feet elevation. And that is a different kind of cold. And that wind is a different kind of wind. It just cuts right through your body. So I told him, I said, let's bring the truck and we'll sleep in the back. And I got everything planned. You know, I got a generator. I got everything we might need. <laughs> I brought the generator to run my CPAP mostly, right? Because this whole new bull crap, I got to sleep with a CPAP. And then I forget the compartment to the CPAP that you absolutely 100% need. Forgot it on my kitchen counter. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, man. So sleeping with no CPAP the whole trip, carrying around a generator. That we're Now at this point, we're only just loading it out of the truck and not using it once. So it's just a freaking huge inconvenience. Oh, man. That's Big, heavy, dumbass freaking thing. And I'm like, this sucks. But not to kill our spirits, I drove literally straight there. We left Thursday night, got there Friday around noon, around 11, noon o'clock. Yeah, probably 11, about noon. Noon o'clock. Yeah, dude, I was going to say 11 o'clock, and I said <laughs> noon o'clock. Hey, I got to talk real quick. <laughs> Noon o'clock. Noon o'clock. So <laughs> we got in at noon o'clock. We got into South Dakota and we decided we were heading to a spot that was like my first pins that was like a backup spot of just map scouting at this point. And we we're like seeing signs from Mount Rushmore is like two miles away. And we're like, dude, let's go to Mount Rushmore. It's pretty nice right now. Yes. You know, it's it's beautiful out. Let's just go there real quick and and beautiful in the fact that it was bright and sunny out, but it was still cold. So we went to Mount Rushmore and got some ice cream and then <laughs> <laughs> My man. <laughs> yeah. Went to uh to because at this point now we've been both awake for well over twenty four hours. Um, you know, we're pushing some pretty pretty intense stuff and uh 
we're like, our throats are just freaking sore as hell. I'm like, let's get some ice cream. It'll, it'll hit the spot. And it sounds did. good. It was perfect. So then we went to drove, drive around a little bit, and uh, we saw some trucks on the road. We were driving through this area, and it was very steep country. This this spot, there was some lowlands. And what sucks is the map on Onyx a lot of times shows you there's like a creek there. And I don't know if it's just dry out there or what, but there's a lot of not creek areas that say there are on the map. And it kind of was disappointing because I was targeting water areas. And all the birds we were finding were around these creeks. So we ended up driving into one big tom and three three hens with him. It was about three o'clock. He was coming across the road from a creek bottom, and they were going up this little, kind of a little, like hill almost or whatever, like a mound almost. And then that led to more bigger, steeper stuff. But on the backside of it was public, and it was like a, almost like a primitive campground it looked like so it was like an overgrown field kind of high there was some lower grass and there was a creek bottom running through and pretty steeper bigger hills that surrounded it and i'm like well this bird could be anywhere in here and we're making up a game plan i'm like we could park right here you know walk up this hill right here and we can get up on top and try to figure them out but it also was like right on the private and public land border because throughout the black hills there's like little blocks of public that you'll run into. Yeah. So you'll be driving through all this private, and all of a sudden you'll come up to a bunch, like a public block, and there'll be like four or five houses there, camps or whatever they are. And they're all marked really well. You know, you you almost have to drive over like a, they're like a fenced area with like bars on the ground, whatever. Um, So you know where you're at Mm -hmm. at all times. There's no mistaking, you know, boundaries. So I'm like, "Ah, I don't know, man, that bird, it's three o'clock. He could go anywhere in the next five hours and i know how these miriams like to move like they just hit the ground running so we drove around we didn't see anything else it was windy as hell um we saw a truck from west virginia truck from new york guy from west virginia stopped us hey guys seeing anything we've been driving around two days burned two tanks of gas we haven't seen a single bird yet i'm like yeah sure dude whatever (laughs) bullshit like you're you know you're just clearly trying to i just saw one (laughs) yeah exactly you're you're clearly just trying to like pick and prod at people to keep them either out of this area that you want to go to or legitimately you're not looking very well and you can't find birds so we said screw this it's getting too busy here let's go to where my primary spot was the spot i really liked and i have like 20 pins down there so let's, let's at least go down there. We'll mark the access because at this point now I'm realizing a lot of these roads I thought were going to be closed are actually open. That's nice. It's nice, but also everybody's gonna Everybody be driving around. There. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? So we went down, was about an hour south of there, and we're kind of him hawing around through the roads. And we uh, we hadn't seen anybody really, and we were driving, trying to find birds, and we stopped at a couple places, called, locator calls, and did not... uh didn't get any gobbles on the the freaking woodpecker call, the crow call, the owl call. We weren't getting anything on anything. Nothing from the woodpecker. No, man. This I'm sounds disappointed. so good. I don't get it. I <laughs> yet to get a gobble on that thing. I'm kind of disappointed too. But we were driving. It was about six o'clock and I look over my left and there is just a pile of birds. I'm talking big flock. And they're working through some guy's yard, like back into his garden. Okay. Okay. Well, pulling up on X, there's literally they're 
yard is the only public. The woods behind their house is private. I'm sorry. The woods behind their house is public. And these birds aren't going to roost in their yard. So we're, this is game on, you know, I'm looking dude. And they're Sit just on them the rest of the day. Yeah, Like <laughs> birds are just showing up. So we pulled over, pull over right there. We pulled over, shut the truck off. We're watching them probably 200 yards away. And birds are just showing up out of nowhere. There's probably nine jakes. There's <laughs> one really nice Tom. He's chasing all the birds around and there's probably 10 hens. Yeah. Big flock of birds. I'm like, oh, boy, this is freaking awesome. Yeah. Well, then here a truck comes down the road. I'm like, oh, shit. I don't want to be caught out of here looking at these birds, you know. And the guy pulls in. It's, it's his house. He pulls <laughs> into his driveway, jumps out of his truck, you know, his wife, his dog. They're putting groceries in that. These birds are like 20 yards from them. They're just milling around. Not a care in the world. No care. Yep. Like, this is just a daily activity. We're in your yard. We're going to pick bugs through your grass, and then we're going to go roost. So we watched them. They kind of just meandered off down over the hill. We drove about a quarter mile down the road. There is a pull-off with a roadway that goes right back to two ridges that I'm pinning that I'm thinking they're going to roost on from where they're at. And I'm like, okay, let's park right here and just sleep here for the night. Yeah. This is freaking perfect. Got everything out. Got camped up for the night. I uh, It was like 8, 830. The sun was setting pretty hard. I'm like, let me go make a quick call just to see if they'll, they'll answer. Just see if we'll see where they're at. I probably walked 20 yards from the truck and I went to hit that freaking Woodhaven alcohol because I, I, for some reason I forgot the one you gave me. I thought I had it in my vest. I must have somewhere between Florida and South Dakota. I took it out of my vest to show somebody or brag about it. And I did not make the trip. <laughs> I'm pretty disappointed in that. You know that I went out. And I scoured the interweb, and I bought another one. Did you really? Yeah. You didn't have to do that. I did. I wanted you to be able to have it. You love it so much. I, I love that call. Actually, I, I guess it would be somewhere between West Virginia and South Dakota. Yeah. I, I misplaced got it. One. It's in my vest. Lucky you. I know. I'll pay for it. No. I, re- I really will. I will. Uh, <laughs> as soon as I find the one that you gave me. Now I don't feel so bad about losing it. Uh, temporarily misplacing. Well, so, I'm not giving you this one. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I hit that thing, and it's like the reed's frozen on it or something. It's not barely makes noise, dude. And I'm like, Shh. and I hear, that, that's how they gobble. That was terrible. <laughs> good. Pretty good. That was terrible. Yeah, well, you didn't hear the birds, okay? So you don't know what they sounded you like. You know what? You're right. And I'll bet were, they sounded just like that. And they were Jake. They even sounded even stupider, but there's a bunch of them. They were hammering. Yeah, that's super exciting. Like, oh, shit. So I ran, like, I literally just ran about 80 yards farther, and I hit that stupid thing again, and I didn't get a peep out of them. Didn't need to. Nope. I was like, all right, I know where they're at. Next morning, bright and early. I mean, super stupid early. We're up, walk in. Again, told you at the beginning of this, I forgot my mouth call, so I'm using booers now. And we get set up at a corner point where trail comes down one way and the trail we walked in comes in and it meets. And all of these ponderosa pines turn into like a meadow. That's nice. It's a beautiful little meadow. It shows a creek there. There's no creek. It's dry. And we set up right on the edge and the birds start gobbling like some weird gobble <laughs> early. I'm like, what is that? Was that really a turkey? And they're farther up. Than I thought. So we get up, 
grab our stuff, and we start working the edge up towards them. Probably close 200 yards, and we set up right on the edge, get the decoys out. Now they're right above us, and I feel a lot better about it. Yeah. There's a power line that comes straight down into the meadow. It's, like, freaking perfect. Literally like a runway, like, come mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. awesome. And I'm like, okay, this is this is golden. Start talking to the birds back and forth. They're on the ground now. And the uh the hens are really chattering. I'm getting into a picking a little bit, not a nasty fight, but I'm picking a little bit with them. I'm arguing with them. And a couple hens started actually coming in and like they were up directly above us at one point, probably within 50 yards. We just couldn't see them because they're so thick. The uh Jakes are all doing their their Jake Yelps. And this one gobbler is just hammering. That's killer. It was so cool. I mean, there's so much noise because there's so many birds and they're all making noise. So eventually, though, I think they decided they were going to work away from us. The the majority of the flock and those couple hens that kind of straight off our way, they turned. And eventually they worked off back towards those guys' houses. I'm looking at the map and I'm kind of sitting there and I'm like, well, it's day one. We got to get kind of aggressive here, dude. I know it's day one, but we have a really good opportunity here that I don't want to pass up because these birds could get hunted. They're right near the road. Like people could see them. They're driving up and down constantly. So let's go drop down into this meadow. And there's like an old, it shows a road, but luckily on this side, the roads were all closed. These little off spurt roads, they had them closed. Okay. So I was pumped about that because yeah. you have to walk in and you know we probably walked a mile mile and a quarter to get back there. Good on you. And now we're walking this other like roadway it shows on the map, but it's not, it's just part of the meadow. And it goes around them, down below them. They're up on the hill. We're down below into another meadow that's smaller. And then slight little hump up the hill and you're on the same level as them now. Ooh. So, and then if you keep going past that, you're onto the, private property into these guys yard so i'm looking at my map i'm making sure one we're far enough away from the houses yeah and we are we're good yeah two obviously we're on public we're if we're in the woods we're on public so we're in public we're far enough away from the houses and i'm picking the tree and picking the spot and i uh hit my crow call nothing dead silent and then all of a sudden we're kind of standing there and we're not bickering but like i wanted to sit this tree Put him here, and he's like, yeah, but if we get up here, and he's right, but I kept reminding him, like, we can't go up there because we'll get, if we, he wanted to move another 50 yards, I said, if we go that far, we're too close to the houses. I said, I love what you're talking, I agree with you, we should get up there, Yeah. so we don't have to worry about this play yeah, in the hill. Yeah, the safety zone. And, yeah, and yeah. I'll be like, but we're too close at that point, we can't go up there, we'll be, you know, too close to the houses for the safety zone. So we decide, we're going to at least go look. And just to see if we are, and I'm watching on Onyx and kind of how we're close. And like, yeah, we're too close. We had to back off and the bird gobbles on his own. <laughs> and he's between where we started and where we're at. Nice. So we got in front of him. Yeah. And he gobbles and I'm like, oh shit, dude. Let's just go back to my tree that I picked right now. So there's two trees side by side. It's perfect. You film from here. I'll sit here. We'll be good. That way, in case they do come to my left too, they come down the hill, like towards the meadow, I can you know, take them there too, because now I can see them from both ways. Sure enough, I get sat down, I start calling and he just starts freaking hammering, dude. <laughs> and, the, and then the, the hens start going. And then two birds way off to our right gobble. Interesting. And I'm like, oh shit. 
Okay. Where'd you come from? Yeah. Like, where <laughs> did you two guys come from? Because that's two new birds. And the hens start going, and I'm going back and forth to the hens. And the I go quiet, and a little bit later, that bird gobbles, and he's half the distance closer. Nice. He's right over the hill, 70 yards max. Ooh. Do you have decoys out? Yeah. So yeah. what we did is we actually set a quarter stretch Jake and a lay down hen, probably 30 yards to my right. And the birds are coming from my left, probably. If I'm looking straight up the hill, they're coming from my, like, 10 o'clock. The decoys would be at, like, my 4 o'clock. Okay. Yeah, that makes so sense. So my plan is they come up over the hill, they see the decoys off, they're not looking through the decoys and seeing me potentially. Right. It's going to take their, you know, attention away, and they'll have to close through this pretty open timber to get to them, and I should have a shot. Yeah. So he hammers... And uh, the hens start getting vocal, so I start getting vocal with the hens. I'm cutting them off, and he's just, dude, just doing a Merriam, just blah, 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 nonstop gobbling. I'm like, this is freaking awesome. Next thing I know, I kind of, I start going soft, just like uh, some some bubble clucks and, you know, just small, really, really soft yelps, because at this point, when you call out there, dude, that just echoes so loud. doesn't matter how soft you call. But remember, I'm using freaking Boer's call, and it's not fully broken in. Right, right. So I'm not getting like this. The I can't whine. I can't purr like I can on mine because I'm afraid it's going to roll over and sound terrible. <laughs> so I'm doing what I can, and it yeah. sounds good, but it's not a fully broken in call. Next thing I know, I see a white fan coming over the hill right at me. Oh, gosh. And his freaking tips are showing above this deadfall. I'm like, dude. Oh my God, it's happening. Are you kidding me? And I got my bead right there, like in the opening, and I have to adjust just very little. And he picks his head up, like over the log. And I'll be honest, I don't know if he saw our decoy setup or not, but he just went right back into strut, walks. You, dude, you can check out. I just watched like the first run of the video that Boer set. It's probably going to post tomorrow, actually. That's awesome. So if you guys want to watch that, go check it out on the Northern Outcast Outdoors uh, YouTube channel. But his tips come up and he just gets to the top of that hill, dude. I'm not calling at this point. And he just, bah, bah. he probably got well, four or five times. That's awesome. Now my, now my perspective, I'm watching him. He's behind this deadfall and he's picking his head up and he, he struts right. And then he turns and struts left and the hens are to the left. And I'm like, man, I, and there's deadfall all between him and the decoys. And I'm just like thinking, this bird's either going to work across that top of that hill where I can't really shoot him because he's too far, or he's going to come right down to me. Yeah. But first chance I get him, I'm letting him have letting it. Letting him eat. <laughs> so he, he gobbles, he struts again, he walks to my right, and he gets up beyond that deadfall, and now I can see his full body. Um, I already know it's a tom, right? So I don't need to see it, but I can see basically from like his bearded chest area up. And he comes, takes about two steps towards me, gobbles right at me, picks his head up almost fully out of strut. And I realize in the video, he's going to go back into strut. But at this point now, he's walked into my opening between the tree and the deadfall, and he's wide open, nothing between us but air. And he picked his head up and exposed his neck. <laughs> I put the bead right on his chin, and I just let him have it, dude. And I folded him backwards. Like, just straight up in the air, backwards onto his back. Freaking crushed him. And at that point, I jump up, fist pump, 
run up the hill. Like I'm not, I don't run up the hill, but I'm, I gotta get, I want to get to this bird because I'm freaking excited. Right, right, right. I know he's done. Yeah. Like, I, I've, I'm trying to get away from that shoot the bird, jump up and run full speed at him thing. Just for what, you know, last year I actually jacked my, my ankle up doing that. You gotta kind of get on them though sometimes. Yeah. Unless you stone them and you know it is 100%, 100% done. Yeah. I'm going after that. Thing. I, I'm the same way. And I kind of did. And I was like, I just, I know he's done for. I don't yeah. need to worry about it. And I walked up and set the gun down and just like freaking dropped there beside him, like totally in disbelief, dude. That's so cool. It was 7 50 in the morning, I think, or something ridiculous. Not even, you know, an hour into daylight or whatever. What? It might have been six. I don't remember. It was early. <laughs> I think I had, I think I had texted you. And I, I think I was at, I was at work or I, I think or something. I don't remember, but I texted you and I, I figured you were hunting and you wouldn't get back to me. And I think literally like might've been like 15 minutes later, there was Boo with the Snapchat. It was like, mm-hmm. boom. And I was like, oh God, I hope I didn't like almost mess him up by texting him. No. But, oh man. Yeah. So that was it. I mean, so the Mer- cool. Merriam's down. We were, uh, we were pretty jacked up. I, when I ran up there, there was like eight hens with them. And they all flushed and ran away. I don't know where the jakes went. I don't know if those birds gobbling we heard were the jakes, and they just kept moving maybe, on. Maybe, maybe. Or if they were two totally different birds. But did they sound like Jake gobbles, or did they sound like real full gobbles? He was the only one gobbling. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah, they were gobbling in the morning. You could yeah. hear them, and yeah. you could tell the jakes. Like the Merriams have that weird, like literally, that, you know, the real weird gobble, and the jakes are like you could tell they're. they're Is it real distorted? Still, yeah, yeah, it's. Yeah. it's it's funny. They're actually funny to listen. Gobble. That's hilarious. <laughs> but we ended up taking the bird out, got back to the truck. And we just sat him beside the truck and put the chair out, made some hot coffee, made some breakfast. Chilled. Chilled. Cars are just driving up and down the road. You can tell like they, some of them are hunters and they're, they're just flying back and forth trying to find birds. And one of the cars was a, uh, like a red Lincoln or something. And, it was packed full of these college kids. <laughs> We'd seen these kids at Mount Rushmore the day before. Oh, really? All sick it out. Like yeah. clearly turkey hunting, right? And good kids. And uh <laughs> so we we like we saw him go by twice. We're like, if we see him a third time, we're gonna flag these guys down. Yeah. At this point, what do I care? We're tagged out. We're done. Yeah, you're done. Like Boer doesn't have a tag. I'm the only one with a tag. Why didn't Boer get a tag? I don't know. Oh, I, man. I I still can't explain why because we could have easily got him another bird. I mean, there was freaking a dozen in there. Yeah. So we flag these guys down and we're telling the story. And one kid's like, oh my God, you get one. And at this point now I'd already started to cut it up and take the fan off and I'm done. Like they come by a third time. We flag him down and he's like, you mind if I see him? I'm like, yeah, dude, by all means, he's picking up. And he's like, oh my God, I've never seen a Merriam's. And this is a, exactly what I wanted the Merriam's white tipped. Gorgeous bird. That's so cool. Love it. And he's all excited in there. They're from Minnesota, and they got that that heavy Minnesota accent. Do they? <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. You know? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're college kids, and I guess they were they go to college somewhere near there, not too far, and they decided they wanted to go turkey hunting. There's four of them. Two of them end up sleeping in that day, and uh, they were giving them hell. And so we gave them some intel, told them, look, dude, if you guys don't care about killing Jake's, like, oh, we don't care. We just want to kill birds. I said, well, there's a bunch back there, man. I'm sure you'll get on them. As we were driving out, there were two more going in where they had they had gone in after we left. 
and there were two Jakes literally walking towards them. So we get home. A couple of days later, I check Instagram, and I see on the Northern Outcast page, they messaged us. Yeah. All four of them killed Jakes. I saw Boer had posted it on the story, yeah. which is really cool. So apparently they didn't get them in that flock where they got them, but they got them real close to that area. So yeah, that's awesome. they were so pumped up. Good for them. Yeah. Man. They invited us to go to a, like a, a slam or goose hunt up in Minnesota because one of them guides for goose hunts. Very cool. He said, he was like, yeah, whatever cost. He's like, no, nah, dude, no cost. You guys come up. We'll get you in the blind. You can stay with us, whatever. Very cool. We'll hook you up. You know, I said, oh yeah, cool. What time? Brewer looks at me. He said, that's the problem. It's the first week of November. I said, yeah, I'm not in. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. First week of November. Uh, yeah, you go have fun. Maybe. If I am if I get lucky early, you got You got to get real lucky. That's, that's the thing. And I'm like, I can't really plan for that. It's the only reason I like don't hunt waterfowl, dude. Right. Right. It's like prime time, dude. Deer season, man. Can't give up first week of November. Are you nuts? Typically, I don't tag out early either. Right. So it's kind of like. Right. Are you nuts? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, they were really cool kids. That's and awesome. That was, yeah. That's really so, awesome. But yeah, I mean, on the way out, we uh, we were in Minnesota, real close to the South Dakota border, and we saw like nine birds. I remember messaging you guys, literally nine freaking full fan gobblers. Yeah, you guys like stopped and like, I was like, I thought you guys were there at that point. You're like, we're in Minnesota and like all, mm. all these birds and like. Yeah. It was an immediate thing in my head when you killed that bird. I was like, I know Chuck. Mm-hmm. He's going to go right back there he probably already has a tag now yeah so i we him hot around i was like dude we're only four hours from where we wanted to hunt montana last year i said we could just go up to montana montana get a freaking tag and we're in the same still hunting merriam's like i'm i'm pretty fired up right now so we could still be hunting merriam's but then i started thinking i'm like yeah but then we're not then we'd be 20 six hours away and you know extra cost and gas and whatnot at least if we work our way back towards home closer to home about six hours closer to home and uh you know we know there's birds there we just get you know the birds were like 50 yards off of public worst mistake of my life (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of lessons to be learned here and i hope if anybody plans a trip out of town here's the thing I wasn't going to plan and put a whole lot of effort into scouting and preparing for another state. You wanted to be able to put your focus on where you were going originally. Right. Yeah. And I didn't want to create a curse, air quote, curse by thinking ahead. By up like five days. <laughs> right. Like, I don't want to limit my and go, well, if we get lucky early, I'll hit up, you know, Minnesota and then we'll hit up Wisconsin and, you know, the whole way back. I didn't want to do that, but I will confess I did briefly for about ten minutes look into Minnesota and Wisconsin. We talked about what what your plan was. If mm-hmm. yeah, my actual initial plan was going to be South Dakota, drop down into uh, Nebraska. Yeah, but Nebraska sold, and out. then Nebraska yeah. sold out. Yeah, yeah, and screwed our plans completely because Boer has a friend in Nebraska with a bunch of private land, a bunch of turkeys, and he don't really hunt turkeys. Yeah. So we were going to even meet up with him and hunt his place. That would have been cool. Yeah, and he, and he called us a couple of times. We were out there. He's like, dude, uh, it's such a bummer. You guys can come out. I'm looking at like 30 turkeys right now. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. So 
the the lesson to be learned is if you do something like this and you're on a high of killing a bird, don't rush into a state and just assume the birds you saw on the way out are still going to be there and go buy a tag before you actually go scout the public land. Because when we got to the public land, the two pieces, one, it was about 110 acres. Half of it was an aquatics waterfowl refuge. Can't hunt. <laughs> oh, no. The other half, which was the half, the good half that was close to where we saw the birds, you can hunt, but it's 50 acres and it's all overgrown freaking pheasant habitat. Oh, buddy. This is a pheasant restoration. Yeah. The other side of the road, the other side of 90, there was about 150 acres. It looked really good. And it was actually an NWTF restoration area. Literally built for turkeys. So we're like, okay, well. We're, That's a better sign. Yeah, we'll be all right. But we can't find these freaking birds we saw on the way down. And we hunted the first morning, didn't hear a single gobble. We hunted right on the corner, trying to find where they were roosting, didn't hear a single gobble. Never saw the birds. Went to the other side, the 150. We started walking around, and we don't see any birds. We don't hear any birds. Walk up. We're coming into this planted tree area that's like low grass with a bunch of 10-foot planted trees. I don't even know what the trees are, um, but they're like stacked in there, like a big planted tree area. So I don't know what they're planting, but... <clears throat> Something. It, it looks gorgeous. And uh, I, I look up, and there's a big fan. Just a giant bird. Oh. 80 yards out, maybe 75. Dude, I'm like, get down now. <laughs> get down. Get down. Get down again. So we drop. <laughs> I crawl back, put the Jake decoy up behind us, crawl up to the only tree, which is about the size of your forearm. <laughs> that's all that's there. It's wide open. Get set up. Start calling. Nothing. I'm like, all right, so I go quiet. Nothing. I'm like, what is going on? So there's enough play where kind of like it's a ditch area that's low and then it comes up a little knoll and the bird's just on the other side. So Brewer's like, what if we just crawl up there? I was like, I don't really want to do that. I don't want to get that aggressive. It's day one in Minnesota. Like it's day two of the trip. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to booger this bird up. It's the only one we've seen. And I still crawled up and I get up and it actually worked out great. I mean, it's super quiet. There's no way he saw us. Crawl up to the knoll pop up the bird's gone gone totally gone <laughs> oh, dear. no turkey so we worked all the way out we're trying to find where they're roosting around this creek bottom and it's beautiful everything is gorgeous so much turkey habitat we don't see any turkeys no turkey sign no sign nothing, nothing. so we get back almost we're working back to the truck we cross this low spot and we get up and out in one of the fields the cut field two turkeys 300 yards away, just see us and take off like a freaking scalding cat. They just, they're gone. I'm like, dude, what the hell is that all about? Then we see the cobbler and he's behind him and he's running full sprint away from us. I'm like, dude, what the hell? Like, we're not, we're in the open. We're not in the wide open. Like, there's little, little pine trees. Like, there's little shrubby pine trees. Um, and I'm like, what the hell is that all about? So we watch him for a while and he's freaking He's just freaking out. He's running full speed. He's just running. Yeah, bust into the brush. He's running across the brush. And I'm like, this is so weird. So we get back in the truck and 
him on around later that day, just bouncing back and forth. How long was the season open? Minnesota? Yeah. Um, we were in the Could second? they just be like ridiculously pressured and like any amount of danger, they're like out? I think I have an answer for why they were doing what they did. Um, but the season to answer your question, they have split seasons. So we were in, I believe, season B, which I think was the 19th to the 25th, and it was the 23rd. Yeah. So it's been open for a few days. Um, but they're also sectioned out per unit that you have to buy your tag in. So we were like one, we really, really handcuffed ourselves not researching Minnesota because now we only have our turkey tag for that one unit. And there's like no public. There's public, but it's all small and it's really spread out. Like we, there was another public piece down the road that was on a creek <clears throat> or river, whatever. We went to that, and there was one guy there, and then we found a pile of turkey feathers, so he must have killed one of the birds there. Yep. Then there was another one the other way that was thicker than shit, and everything was pheasant habitat. So we're like, we're screwed. Like, this is a learning lesson. You should scout it before you buy your tag because now we're handcuffed. And I didn't do the research. I pull up the numbers from last year. The unit we were in, there was only 300 birds killed there all last year. Uh. The unit next to it, there was about 3,000 birds killed. I'm like, well, we screwed up. <laughs> so we start talking to some locals, and they're like, yeah, there's not a whole lot of birds on this side of the state. You know, um, they did some restoration and some moving. Like, they captured birds, and they moved them and relocated, whatever. And it's been going well, but there's just there's just not a lot of turkeys out. I mean, that whole area is, like, mostly all wide-open farmland with no trees. So that's why there's not a lot of birds killed there. Yeah. But the area we're in was packed full of birds. Don't get me wrong. We're in the spot we're supposed to be in. Yeah. Out of the whole unit, we're in the best area. But what happened was Unreal. that giant flock of birds, um, they were on private two properties over from where we saw them the day before, two days before, and they weren't leaving. Yeah. They were in big flocks. They weren't talking. We talked to some of the locals. They're like, yeah, it's getting, it's real weird time. You guys got here in a bad time with bad weather and the birds are just really flocked up. They're not, they're not responding to calls. They're not coming in. He's the one local that we talked to him for 40 minutes at the gas station. He's like, I live two hours east of here. And he said, I've already killed my birds. Like they just, they've been coming in like crazy all last week. We've been calling them in easy, kill them. You know, he said, I got all kinds of birds. And I almost like, well, you know, hey, we, we kind of need to kill just one, buddy, if you don't mind. But <laughs> he was a cool guy. Um, so anyways, what happened was we noticed we were camping in that parking lot. People would just show up there with their dogs and, like, just open the door and just let their dogs run like crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm guessing those birds at one point were out in that field. Someone rolled in, opened up their door, and those dogs chased those turkeys. Probably. That's what I think happened. That makes sense. Because we were almost at the parking lot when they saw us, and I think they just were like, I can get chased by a dog. Yeah. And they just took off. I can't blame them. That makes sense. <clears throat> so we hunted two days in Minnesota. We didn't hear a single gobble. We uh, only had that one encounter with that bird that just didn't even give a shit that we existed. Um, <laughs> we were starting to uh, get beat up a little bit, and I was regretfully not... I was a little bummed that we didn't go to Wisconsin because that was kind of my idea because, you know, we hear about Wisconsin. It's just loaded. Yeah. 
So about 2 p.m., we're sitting there. We're pretty defeated. I'm like, I need to hear a turkey gobble. Like, we need this for our mental health at this point. Now, we were from the highs to highs. We're the lowest lows. And Boomer's just like, dude, let's just leave right now. Freaking go to West Virginia. And I'm like, we'll never make it in time, dude. That is, like, ridiculous. Yeah, I was like, we'll, we'll literally never make it in time. He's like, he puts it in. He's like, if we leave right now, we'll make it by 5.30 a.m. I'm like, well, 5.30 a.m., I mean, yeah, that's plenty of time. I said, what's legal? Shooting 6 o'clock, 6.05. I'm like, we could do it. It's ridiculous. We're sitting, we're sitting <laughs> in a Casey's parking lot eating Casey's pizza, right? So funny. We uh, <laughs> we just bought a bag of ice for the bird, and I'm like, because at that point, we didn't need ice because all of our water bottles were frozen, so we just threw them in the cooler and threw all the water bottles on it. But now it's starting to warm up in the days, getting to the mid-50s, low-50s. Still cold. I mean, this whole trip, the lows were in the low-20s, mid-20s. It was brutal. Yeah. I'm like, all right, dude. Let's, I'm like, you sure we don't want to just go over to Wisconsin? But at that point, I was kind of like, I don't really want to buy another tag because I haven't done my research. Yeah, that's kind of... You know, and I don't want to... I've there. learned my lesson. Like, don't just jump in and... How bad did Minnesota burn you? Minnesota burned me pretty good. Oh, dude, their their license are cheap. Ninety six okay. bucks. Oh, okay. I got two days of hunt. I got my money's worth. Okay, all right. I was just making of, sure you plenty didn't of get turkeys boned. <laughs> no, that's honestly, it's probably one of the main reasons why we, we just decided we'll give it a couple of days and what the hell? Yeah, you know, yeah. we got a. We were planning on staying out there till Thursday, basically. Yeah. You know, you we, guys took the week. Yeah, we killed on Saturday. You know, we yeah. hunted Sunday, Monday, in West in uh, Minnesota and. Come Tuesday morning, we're sitting. We took the drive, 16 hours. Do you regret straight. not going the other way and going to Montana? No. No? No, because I think next year maybe we'll plan a trip to Montana or the year after. Um, and at that point, you know, th- the weather played the big. Honestly, though, I think we kind of screwed up because I was looking at Montana's weather. It was freaking like 60s every day. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's freaking gorgeous. <laughs> beautiful. I'm like, how is four hours from here going to be that much nicer? It can, man. It's Than weird. where we're at right now. And it was like totally different weather. Weather screwy, man. And I'm like, that's just weird. But again, we I don't regret not going to Montana. Joe Marcello was in Montana at the same time. I know he was. That's why I'm kind of wondering, so too. I thought about going up there. You know, he wasn't near there. He was more north. But... I did think about it. It just, I was like, no. And I should have because I had all my scouting in. I had all the pins. Like, I'd already done all that work for Montana. Yeah, yeah. Like, it wouldn't have been anything. Just go up there and try to get on birds. Literally. You know, but we we thought we had an easy thing in Montana, and it kind of screwed us. We actually asked permission for the property. We talked to the guy, nice guy. No, we got other people hunting in there, and... You know, we got a really nice thing going over there. Dude, he had like 100 deer in this 150 acres. I kid you not, 100 deer came out of that wood plot. That's crazy. And he had probably 25 turkeys, like nine toms. You're talking about Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, South Dakota deer, though? Yeah. They're cockroaches. Yeah. I've never seen more deer in my entire life. No dak, too. It's just stupid. Every field, 150 deer in it. All over the place, man. Ridiculous. West Virginia, too, though. West Virginia, but... West Virginia, they're all over the place. They're all over the place, but not like that. I've never seen numbers like that. 
Regardless, though. Regardless, yeah. You guys, you crazy guys, hopped in the truck. Yep. And drove to West Virginia. Yep. What time did you pull in the parking lot? 5.50. Good AM. gravy, man. We pulled in. The funny part was we didn't tell anybody. We The running joke was, you know, Seaburn was supposed to be down there that morning. So Seaburn was supposed to be there that morning hunting. And uh, we're pulling him on the way down. And he has no idea. I'm like, well, where are you planning on going? You know, what have you guys been seeing? And they're giving us information. And we're like, dude, we're going there. If we kill Bird, we're putting a feather in his windshield. That is so <laughs> funny, man. So we get down there. There's nobody in sight. We get parked 550. Like, I'm literally getting dressed in the front seat on the way in. And uh, we jump out, head up the hill, get back. In. We're not even to the spot yet. Turkey Hill. We're at the crest of Turkey Hill coming into those woods. And we hear birds gobbling back in those, on that oh, ridge. Oh, man. And I'm like, dude. Let's freaking go. <laughs> like this, you know, we haven't slept. We're That's a special spot, man. Mm-hmm. It really is. Once again, up all night. We're we're busting in there. Delirious. Delirious. Just like we're fired up because now birds are gobbling and we're we sneak in crispy clean and we get onto one of them big trees right on that open ridge and uh watch the bird pitch down. There's definitely one gobbler. Definitely two Jakes. Interesting. And I can hear them hammering. They hit the ground. They kind of shut up. But uh, when I start calling. They do up there. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. One bird answers me. I'm like, okay, I got his attention. So I kind of shut up for a little while. He knows where you're at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And two turkeys from, we can hear deer up there, by the way, just blowing nonstop. Also weird. I don't know what they're blowing at because they're definitely not blowing at us. Like our wind's blowing the other way. It's pulling down into that creek bottom. Like they're not smelling us. No, but maybe the people that live up there or whatever from the other side going to work or something. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, right. But they're blowing like crazy. All of a sudden, two birds come flying up from that ridge. One lands in the tree Boor is sitting on, literally in our tree. (laughs) I just told him the story about how the the turkeys in Florida would tree hop. I told him this story on the way there. They would tree hop to get like better position to see, you know, or though to roost way back in these swamps. And literally two hens, one about a hundred yards out, one literally in our tree come flying up. So we go quiet. Don't say a word. Cause we have a bird literally above us. And I don't know what it is at this point. I have no idea. It's a hen. I just heard it. I saw the one out there, but I heard this one literally land in our tree and you can hear the claws on the branches. <laughs> I'm like, this is freaking wild. So I shut up. We'll hear this bird literally cuts the distance in half and he's probably 80 yards out and he hammers. Oh, and I'm like, oh, shoot. So now I'm like, screw this bird up above me. I don't care anymore. So I start scratching the leaves and I start calling real low. I got my mouth call now. So I start purring and doing some, you know, just some soft stuff. And he's he's hammering. Now, a hen on the other side of him starts going. And she's getting mouthy. So I start getting mouthy with her. <laughs> and he's freaking hammering back and forth. We're having a little battle. Well, then I read the hen's temperature. And she comes way down. So she was, I mean, she was like cutting, yelping real loud, cutting me off. I was cutting her off. 
Well, now she starts giving me some softer stuff. So I come down, purr, scratch, soft yelps, just to match her tone. And then it's radio silence. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Like, normally, you know, that spot, they'll take the hens, will take them birds and work the opposite they direction. They run that ridge for whatever reason yep. where you just run out of public. Yep. Yep. And they'll work those birds out into private land. Always do. Yep. So I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. But the tree I ended up picking that day, I did not like it, but it was the only tree there. When I saw the bird pitch down, I kind of had to sit down. There was another tree out in front of me, about six yards in front of me, that I wanted to be on. Actually, I wanted to be in the tree Boer was on. Yeah. Which is the same tree me and Sibeli were on opening morning. Interesting. Interesting. When I had that bird at 20 yards. Yeah. I wanted to be where he was. I wanted us both to be on the same tree, but just didn't work out that way. So I'm literally, I'm at one point radio silence for about 10 minutes. I'm like, screw this. I don't have a choice. I got to get to that tree. If I don't get that tree, I can't kill a bird. <laughs> so I'm crawling, scratch, scratch, purr, cluck, purr, cluck, scratch, scratch. Don't mind me. I'm just a big old I'm turkey. I'm just a big old turkey <laughs> doing my turkey thing. And I'm crawling to this next tree. And I slither into it, and I get my shoulder on it, and I look up, and there's a gobbler head 50 yards looking at me, white as could be. Busted. So I thought. Ooh. Except his head was white, like just pure white. Not on alert. Calm as hell. And he's looking what I thought was right at me. So I'm like, ooh, no. He heard sound coming from that way, definitely. So he just starts, he kind of got in a strut, and he just started walking towards me. And I'm like, okay, get my gun up. It's a Jake. It's like, oh, damn. Okay. And I'm like, uh, should I shoot this Jake? <laughs> <laughs> you were just itching. Dude, I'm itching. And I'm, I'm, I curled up on this tree and I got the gun out. And I'm really awkwardly like on my right hip, right shoulder into the tree. And I'm sideways turned on my knee, right? Awkward. But I'm stuck. Hen comes out and they just start scratching and feeding through. Jake jumps up on this log. He's looking all around. I'm like, this is really weird. Why is there just a Jake with a hen by himself? I said, there's got to be a gobbler by. There's no way in hell that gobbler, the way he was acting, let this Jake take his hen. There's no way. So I'm sitting there, and I'm getting patient, and then I'm getting a little impatient. The bird's just like back and forth. I end up range finding after. He, the log he was on was uh, 45 yards. Okay. Like, okay, now at least I know the distance. Well, here now I'm looking kind of towards him and I'm watching him and Boer's off to my left filming. And I look over to the right a little bit, full fan coming up right towards me. I'm like, oh, there he is. <laughs> Hi. Yep. How you doing? So I'm like, there's that bird. That's the freaking gobbler. Next thing you know, another Jake pops out. Hens start popping out. They're feeding all out in front of me. Anywhere from 40 to 55 yards. They're all in this little area. And they're scratching and feeding through. And I'm still in this very awkward, uncomfortable position on the tree. Well, here this bird literally fan up full strut for an hour and a half back and forth in the same 10 feet. Never changed a bit. And from my perspective, he's probably in range but there's too much shit in the way. Oh, like he's he's on that far end of my range, but there's just like a couple bushes. And I got one hole that I'm very seriously, seriously contemplating shooting him in. 
because he kept putting his beautiful big white head in it, but he wouldn't come out of strut. And I'm like, I don't want to shoot him in strut. I'd rather, you know, if he comes into that one hole in periscopes, I'm going to shoot him. He never did it. An hour <laughs> and a half, I watched this bird left, right. And if, did you get any chance to like readjust or no. are you just sitting there pain? I'm literally sitting there in pain. My fingers are frozen. It's like 30 degrees. My fingers are literally frozen on the gun. My legs asleep. My back is cramping. I'm telling myself, don't be a bitch. <laughs> I am literally having a mental break. And that, again, we haven't slept. Yeah. It's been in a truck for how many hours? I'm having a mental fight with myself. Like telling myself, I'm not a bitch. I can do this. Like you just have to sit still and be patient. These birds are going to come down eventually. All the hens are feeding. Everybody's feeding down the hill to that creek bottom. But this freaking Tom. <laughs> and I don't know why he's acting that way. <laughs> and he just needs to go another three feet when he comes to the left, past the tree, and he's in the open. So in that same opening, about an hour into this, a redhead steps out. I'm like, well, that might be a Jake, but that's a really big redhead. What is that? What am I looking at? And I still see the bird full fan. Like, it's not him. I'm like, uh, should I shoot this turkey? I don't know what it is. He turns, and he's got a freaking hanger on him, dude. He's got a chonger of a, a beard. A chonger, dude. I'm like, oh, no, I just blew my opportunity. Like, he was in the wide open, probably 45 yards, like, Perfect. Could have just smashed him. Could have crushed him. I didn't know what he was. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I knew it was a male turkey, but I didn't know it was another long beard. And I'm like, okay, that's why this dude's acting this way. <clears throat> yeah. He's getting territorial. Competition, there's, man. There's another long beard in the area. I'm like, shit, okay, I'm going to shoot him. So I go to move my gun to him. He starts walking and feeding. He jumps up, picks his head up. Perfect. Except there's one down tree, probably about, about as Wide as my fist. Yeah. Right? Perfectly Decent. across. Just across his neck, like where I like to aim. So I see his head, and I see the below, like his waddles. But that perfect sweet spot where I aim is completely blocked. That's where I aim, too. <sighs> so I'm like, well, I can't take that shot. It's not, you know, 45 yards. I'm not shooting that many pellets out there. I need them all. You know, I am. You're I, shooting pretty good out there. Yeah. I'm yeah. probably putting, you know, in the 20 to 30 range of pellets. Yeah. In a in a kill circle. But how many are going to hit that tree? Am I going to get enough? I'm like, uh, I can't take that shot, dude. It's just not open. I'm not comfortable with yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to lose some pattern in that. And I'm like, why do I? I don't need to force it. All the birds are feeding down. Just be, just be patient. Yep. This bird acted a fool the whole time. Beat redhead. Like <laughs> he was on edge all the time. Just acting like a freaking a lunatic. And this other one's just strutting back and forth. And then I see a third long beard. And he's got this little little pencil beard, probably six, seven inch, kind of thin. Not a big brute long beard at all. But I, I had a I had a coming to Jesus moment with myself. Like, dude, it's not about how big the freaking beard is. No. He's a long beard turkey. If he gives you a shot, shoot him. Like I'm at this point, I'm like, why didn't I just end this pain? I've been sitting here for an hour and 10 minutes. I could have ended this pain freaking five minutes ago if I'd have shot the other one. And I'm, fi I'm literally, I'm fighting myself. This is a mental battle. 
and I'm beating myself up over it, and they're, none of them's getting me a clean shot. That one with the big red head, the big beard, he comes out again, and he's like two inches past the tree. I'm like, <laughs> take one more step, and I feel comfortable shooting you. Turns around, goes right back, disappears <laughs> with the one. What is with this thing? They are just, they are not giving me a shot. That's unbelievable. So an hour and a half in, finally, the birds are just, and at this point now, the jakes and hens start coming back up the hill. And I'm getting extremely nervous yeah. that they're going to work back off. Right. And I'm like, oh no, I need to take a shot in this opening that I have. Now or never. And I'm, I'm scooching up the tree now to try to get high enough to make a, a bigger hole in the brush. Because I know, I know if I jump up, I can shoot this bird. It's wide open. But from where I'm at, there's too much brush. And there's too many birds around for me to do that. And it's too risky. So finally, these birds, the, the hens down below, start cutting and cackling. And they fly across that creek bottom to the other side. Yeah. Well, they do that. All four birds, the long beards of Jake, actually there's five, full strut. And they start just walking right downhill across my face. I'm like, oh, no, these, these birds are going to get away. Like, shit. So the the one that was acting real funny with the really nice beard and the one that was in full strut the whole time start walking single file line across my face. And they are out there. They're every bit of 55-ish. Oh, man. Maybe. I'm not. Actually, I don't know how far they are. I know that log's 45. I know they're on the other side of it. They're at max range. I'm like, dude, it's now or never. I got to make something happen. They get in a little wide open. I just start hammering on my call. All of them. And I'm like, pick up your damn head. I'm screaming up, pick up your damn head. The one in the very, like they kept walking, the one in the very back, the one that's just strutting the whole time, stops, picks his head all the way up and looks at me. I'm like, cowabunga. Bye-bye. Top of his head, pull the trigger. Boom. He starts to flop. Yes. I'm like, holy shit. Now, this one is one I'm going to run after. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He starts flopping all over the place. They're all the birds just freaking fly away. I run up about 20 feet. And, uh, like, he's still alive, but he kind of, like, just picks his head up again and gives me another shot. I just laid one on yeah. him. He just crushed. Because I didn't want to give any risk of just wounding that bird. I wanted to put him out as quickly as possible, and I, I hammer him with my other shot. And I get up to him, and he's freaking nice, man. Nice big beard on him. <laughs> you know, he's got, I think he had like inch and eighth spurs, 10, nice. ten and a quarter, 10 and a half inch beard, just a freaking sling. And he is beard, man. big old head on him. Like, <clears throat> he's a big old bird. Yeah. But I was so fired up, and I'm standing on him, and I look back, and here comes Boo with this like white-faced ghosted look, and I'm like, dude, what the hell's wrong? He's like, we got to have a talk. I'm like, what? What do you mean about everything that just transpired? I'm like, what? What did what? What is wrong? We just killed a bird. Like, what's wrong? He's like, my camera died about a half an hour ago. Oh, who cares at that yeah, point? Yeah, I was like, oh. yeah. I'm like, no big deal, dude. He's it could like, have been a lot worse, yeah. man. He's like, I pulled out my phone. I was trying to record on my phone. I ran out of storage on my phone. I was trying to watch you every time your finger would go to your trigger, which happened about a hundred times. What kind of cameraman is this? I know. He's like, every time you'd move your finger forward, I'd hit record and I'd get on them. And then I'd go like trying to go back and delete clips. Next thing you know, out of nowhere, you shot. I didn't get it. 
Oh no! I was like, dude, I don't care. I wouldn't be worried. About I don't it at give all. a shit. We got a bird on the ground. Yeah, it's awesome. Don't worry about it. You know, we already got a kill on film. You got the cool kill. Mm-hmm. The, the yeah, I mean, but I wouldn't worry about that one. The whole time that bird was where he was from Brewer Street, wide open. Of course he was. Yeah, if I was on the same tree, I could have killed him a thousand times. Just happened to me and Adam. Yeah, yeah. It always thing. happens, that, always way, happens that way, man. I don't know why. That's Why's the cameraman always got like the good I don't view? Know. I don't know. Freaking shooters just bush, uh-huh. tree, yep, bush, log, tree, bush, tree, log, stump, bush, tree. You know, <laughs> it's a word. Branch. Like what the hell, dude? Oh, Give me an open man. shot. But that was probably the most patience I've ever had to display turkey hunting in my entire life. Well, good on you, buddy. I'm <sighs> proud of you. That was one hell of a trip, man. Yeah. It was. Congratulations, too. Dude, you completed your slam. Yeah, I did. Freaking unreal, man. That's awesome. Completed the grand slam um, with my Miriams. And if, honestly, if I got a Rio this year, I'd do a single season slam. That'd be pretty sweet. I now have an Eastern Osceola and Miriams this year. Yeah. I have no plan to hunt a Rio unless someone wants to, you know, fly me out. You're going to call it Matt Garris. Texas. (laughs) Oklahoma, yeah. Oh, man. That's cool, though, dude. That's really awesome. So cool. Good for you, man. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank yeah, you. It I'm was proud fun. Of you. I'm proud like you could tell I'm worn down. That day I was up forty three straight hours. I'm pretty sure that's bad for you. Yeah, it's definitely not good. <laughs> I think the coming into South Dakota, we were up for thirty five hours straight. And then two days later for another forty two straight or whatever it was. Unreal. I was like I was legitimately, I think, having hallucinations at one point. <laughs> I think I hear a guy. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm seeing things. I was like, I'm pretty sure that log just walked away. I'm hearing woodpeckers. <laughs> <laughs> the woods are talking to me. We need to go. Oh, my, man. That's cool. That's yeah. a great story, too. Heck, yeah. Heck of an adventure, man. So much fun. Now we... And PA hasn't even opened yet. It hasn't even opened yet, yeah. Shh. This weekend. Man, I wish our weather was going to be better, but I'm not going to get super down on it because it, it might still, maybe it'll come around. I don't know. Yeah. It's a long season, man. It It is a long season. And if nothing else, the rain will have these birds out in fields and be good for scouting if nothing else. Yeah. I'm just itching. I want to get out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get out and sit in the rain. And... Me neither, but. It's supposed to be my... a gully washer. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. That's why my uh, screen rain gear. You just throw that on. Oh yeah, no vest though. That's the tough part. You don't want to get your vest your vest wet. I've got my vest wet. Me too, and it sucks. It's fine. Well, it's fine when you get to go home and dry your vest out. <laughs> That's right. But when you're in West Virginia and you have no, and you're staying in a freaking cabin or whatever, and you have nowhere to actually dry out your vest, like last year. Yeah, that was miserable. Yeah, <sighs> miserable, buddy. Why can't we just have good weather though? Because it's turkey season. Like Florida, cold, rainy, miserable. We need those May flowers, man. West Virginia, cold, rainy, miserable. South Dakota, cold, but gorgeous. Place is gorgeous out there. There you go. There you go. We went and saw the Badlands. It's cool as hell. We we saw the Crazy Horse. Yeah, Crazy Horse is cool. Is it it done? No. It was super not done when I was out there, dude. Really? Last time I was out there, I might have been like 12 or 13. Really? Yeah. To like yeah. Mount Rushmore and, and Crazy Horse. Yeah. yeah the the entire was... head is done. Yeah. Um, And that's pretty much it. Dude, I think they had basically like almost an outline and the hole. Like where yeah. the arm went. I think that was it. 
Yeah, the hole's still there, obviously. <laughs> that was I think that was literally it when I was out there. They got like the whole rock carved down. Yeah. And then they had the whole head done in detail. Wild. And then the hole where you could see where his arm was gonna go across and like I guess the horse's head's gonna come out or something. I think something like it's gonna be sick if they do it right. It's gonna be cool, but it's progress. It's progress from when I was there twenty years ago. (laughs) I don't know anything about it. Boo was trying to tell me something about a private family owns it or they're they're funding it. That's why it's taking so long. Maybe. I don't know. I think it's it's just one guy with a really big hammer (laughs) and a really small chisel. Yeah. That's probably what's happening. That's what's happening. Yeah. It's still pretty cool. It, it, it It's cool out there. Even yeah. Mount Rushmore is mm-hmm. impressive. Did you guys see any mountain goats? No mountain goats. Really? Yeah, we saw... They're usually all around that area. We saw antelope. We saw buffalo. Yeah. We saw muleys. Very cool. And a bunch of prairie dogs, which is cool. freaking sweet. They were everywhere yeah. through the Badlands. Yeah, smash them. Everywhere. Pow, pow. That'd be fun. There's A lot of dudes like it. I mean... I don't know what you do with them. I think you just shoot them. So yeah. I think actually Kyle Allen went out there on like a guided one or something. They shoot him out of like trucks and stuff. He shot him at like a thousand yards or something crazy, 600 awesome. yards. They were just blasting them. And yeah. they, they were so far away, like you just correct. And the prairie dogs didn't know what it was. Yeah. And then you just explode them. A lot of guys shoot them just because like horses and stuff, they'll break their freaking ankles and their holes, holes. and yeah, it's just nasty, nasty work there. I could imagine, I mean, seeing where they live and all the individual holes that they dig, it's, there's like thousands. Yeah. It's like a colony. mm -hmm. Yeah. They were everywhere. It's crazy. It was cool. It was, I mean, it's a whole different world out there. It's nothing but flat, 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 and then you could just like see the Badlands. They're just like raised up. You want to see real, real flat? Hit Nebraska. Uh, well, it, I was trying to. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, it is like a new level of flat. Yeah. Honestly, people complain about the drive. It's not bad. Dude, that is like the easiest part. You hop on 80, dude. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I would take the flat, wide open stuff all day long because you just set your cruise control and you're you're not it's even boogie. like driving at that point. It's just a long ways. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I get it gets boring or whatever, but like. I'll take that over the constant going up and down hills and adjusting your, yeah. you know, I'm always staying. The one thing out there that this whole trip was the wind. You prepare for the wind. If There's you do a trip break like it, this, dude. <laughs> yeah, have wind breaking, have freaking Vaseline, have, you know, bliss, have it all like for your nose, your lips. <laughs> like, dude, I, I am, I am freaking, my nose is wind sore. Burn wind burnt my lips are crushed yeah like i did not prepare well enough for the wind yeah and it never stops blowing never <laughs> talk to alex in kansas man that's all he talks about is the wind you ever try to talk to him look at half of his polos dude yeah. it's all windy it's just windy <laughs> just windy always i couldn't do it <laughs> oh wow it's awesome very cool man yeah that was my exciting turkey trip two birds in three states Still got a West Virginia tag. Probably going to go down there Sunday if the weather's not too bad. Yeah. We were talking about that, but Saturday I'm excited. Pennsylvania. Probably go out with Boer and Joe. And I wanted to go out with Bud. I talked to him for a little bit. I Honestly, I did figure that you were going with Bud. I think what maybe we'll do is uh, the four of us maybe try to find somewhere and just split up into twos and go out just because 
I I would like to hunt with Bud. I haven't hunted with him for a while. Yeah, I feel I can feel you on that. Put Joe at Boober to torture both of them. Yeah, those two, <laughs> those two should never be in the same blind or room together. Ever. Oh, <laughs> do it anyway. I like it. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Well, that's it. Man. What do you think? You got any more? You got any other thoughts or anything you want to throw out there? I'm good. What about yourself? I did all the talking. My voice. It was like good, gone. man. I just sat here and just enjoyed the enjoyed the ride. I I hadn't heard the yeah, South David. Dakota story. I I kind of heard a little bit of the West Virginia, um, but dude, I, it was a really good story. I really I I dug it. I just Appreciate was taking that. it in, man. Yeah, yeah. great. You got any uh? Got any firm firm plans for Saturday or what? It's gonna depend about tomorrow. I'm gonna yeah. go do some driving around. I have an idea. <laughs> but if there's not birds there, it's just going to fall right through. Mm. So, uh, flying by the seat of my pants right now. Oh, jeez. Sometimes it works out. Though. Yeah, sometimes it does. Sometimes it works out. I'm hoping tomorrow with the rain, I'm going to be able to put some eyes on some birds. So, yeah, I think a, so. Make a more solid plan. So, especially in the evening, yeah. I think they'll be out in the field. It's going to be a little cooler. It was hot tonight. It was nice. It was nice ish. I drove around a little bit. I didn't see it. So, no, huh. I saw one on my way to my baseball game today. Way down south, like almost Pittsburgh area. Yeah. Big lone gobbler, though, in the middle of the field all by himself. I saw a couple the other day. Yeah. Saw him by himself, and then when I came back, there he was, and there was two hens. Hmm. So that's also good, but almost where I can hunt. Yeah. Quite. Yeah. It's weird right now, too. I mean, it's so green. Everything's ahead. People are, and I am as well, seeing a lot of lone hens. Which it's is a lot weird. of lone birds, man. Our birds are lacking. Yeah, that's like that's not normal. No. You don't see that ever this time of year. So they could be on nest early. Maybe. I mean, everything else is early. Why wouldn't turkeys don't have calendars? You know what I mean? But is it like deer where it's the same every I year? I don't think like, it is. I don't know. I don't know that much into it, but I will say everything else is early. I wouldn't be surprised if there are hens already nesting. We're starting to nest. I'm not going to say you're wrong. Which is I don't good. Know. That's good for us. Yeah, it could be. Get them away from those toms because mm-hmm. they're going to be looking for lonely Henrietta. <laughs> Thomas and Henrietta. <laughs> the love story. Force feed them some freaking long beard XR. Is, it, is that what you're going with? The that's XR that's why I've been shooting out of the 12. With that crooked barrel? <laughs> I'm sorry. Too uh, soon. Too soon. Well, I'm, I'm taking the TSS now. <laughs> the old four tens coming out. <laughs> Go for it. I like it. Yeah, that's all I got, man. All I know right. it was a long one. I dig appreciate it. you guys hanging in with us and working through this voice of mine right now. And either way, we're gonna keep content rolling and uh right into season. We'll probably get some guests on as well. We got some some guys knocking birds down too around so around the country all kinds of stuff coming up yeah it's gonna be good joey bell got a nice rio today good for joey in oklahoma awesome yep so matt talkington freaking laying down i don't want to keep going but matt talkington is tagged out he's like oh out of turkey tags i'm just gonna go fishing now he's tagged out west virginia and ohio and his dad is tagged out west virginia and ohio just waiting for pennsylvania to open up those seasons just started He's an animal. They're dude. done. He's an animal. Six birds in eight days. Whoo! We turkey killing machine. Uh huh. Told him I want to get down there and 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 hunt with him now. And he's don't have a tag and <laughs> I There's do. No birds left, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Know. I mean, hilarious. I, I told him we'll meet somewhere. You know, it's beautiful. That'd be cool. 
Love that guy. All right. Yes, sir. Until next week. The distraction is real. Gobble, gobble. <laughs>